What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Waiver Wired. It is week six of the fantasy football season, which means it's also the first week of bye week. So there's a whole, whole lot to talk about today. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Eddie Spaghetti. What's going on, Eddie? Looking forward to another week. Um, a uh, Unfortunately, not a great week of fantasy for me, but, uh, you know, life goes on. Hopefully, uh, improvements here. I mean, it's going to be crazy with bye weeks coming now. A lot more injuries talk about, a lot of news. So, uh, excited to get this one going. A ton of news for sure. This is going to be a loaded, packed show today. Uh, we, we will start off really quick with just a few news headlines. There's nothing headlines there's nothing really huge going on today and then we are going to bring in a, a guest a very a fantastic guest i'm sure you're all tuning in to hear uh howard bender from fantasy alarm and sirius xm and the new york post will be joining us very shortly so let's hit these headlines really quick so we can get to uh, the fun part our guest and then we're going to talk about waiver wire we're going to talk about dfs we're going to talk about start sits and most importantly We're going to take your questions. So if you are watching this live right now, jump into the chat, shoot us your questions. We're going to take them. And as always, you can always send us your questions ahead of time. We will answer them on the pod. All right. Really quick news. Looks like Joe Burrow is on voice rest. That's something that as a singer terrifies me when I heard he had a throat contusion. I was like feeling it in my cords, freaking out. Um, He's not allowed to talk. I don't know how he's going to audible, but it sounds like he's going to play. So uh, that's good news, I suppose, if you have Joe Burrow. Laramie Tunzel looks like he's going to be out a month, so the hits keep coming for the Texans. Uh, What you going to do? Dallas Goddard on the COVID list. It looks like Zach Ertz will definitely be a must start for your Thursday night lineups. Uh, T.Y. Hilton returned to practice today. Could be interesting down the stretch. You know, and no one looks like Tennessee is going to run away with that division, in my opinion. They probably will, but they're not, you know, they're pretty beat up and their defense is bad. And I don't know. I feel like if the Colts get it all together at the right time, they may give them for their money. What do you think, Eddie? What do you think about the Titans? Do you think they're definitely... Well, the thing that's shocking me the most is uh, everyone kind of thought Derrick Henry this year would be the one where he kind of falls off the cliff. We weren't really sure about his stats, and he's been awesome. Uh, clearly, the best running back in football uh, to date. And you know, I, I think there are they are aided in the AFC South when you have the Texans who are a JV team. You have the Jaguars who are uh, possibly worse than the Texans, and it's just a total complete mess. And the one team that we kind of thought would be okay would have been the Indianapolis Colts, and uh, Carson Wentz did have probably his best game in quite some time. Uh, and a crazy comeback by the Ravens. So they are the Titans aided by uh, a weak division. It's, it's really it's probably the easiest path to the playoffs in the entire NFL. Yeah, it is. Um, all right. So cap really practice today here on Sunday. We don't know. Chubb did not practice. Wouldn't worry about that. Gronk is definitely Thursday. You know what this, means? this doesn't mean go get Cameron Bright. This means Antonio Brown's probably going to ball again. So if you got Antonio Brown, I'd put him in your lineups. Although I have to say, Philadelphia pass, you know, passing game, they, they can control the pass. So um, I think Antonio Brown gets the targets, but, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about that game later. We'll talk about that game. I've got a Thursday night uh, betting preview up at Sports Illustrated if you want to check that out. Barkley and Galladay out for at least a week. So Devonta Booker, you picked him up. You're probably not going to start in, though. We'll talk about that more later. Uh, Tua, returning to practice today. I need him in a super flex league. That's a dynasty league because I am <laughs> – 
really scraping the bottom of the barrel. Daniel Jones is on track to play. Um, Justin Fields says, don't worry, he's going to play Sunday. And Tyrod Taylor will not return this week, but he will return to the starter's job, according to David Colley, uh, once he is ready to go, hopefully two weeks from now. Okay. Without further ado, I want to go to the man who is the Robin to my Batman, the Garfield to my normal, <laughs> the one, the only, Roto Buzz guy, Howard Bender from Fantasy Alarm, Sirius XM, New York Post. What else do you do? Oh, Annie Up Podcast on Sawdust Podcast Networks. Let's not forget all the things we have to plug here. Howard, it's been so long. It has been a while, Jen. And let me just start this one off with a big old happy birthday. Yes. You don't look a day over 50, I got to tell you. <laughs> Good, because I'm only about a day over 50, so I'm, I'm still winning. <laughs> I think earlier I referenced a, a, the Bob Newhart show in a video, so uh, I'm told everybody I found it out from Nick and Nate. Um, so what's going on, Howard? We brought you on here because we need we try to get the best fantasy experts uh, to help our listeners. Um, that's you. Most specifically, you have a certain reputation as the tight end whisperer. That reputation. Okay. I'm yeah, well, you have other reputations too, but yeah, we're sticking with tight end whisperer. So I, I want to start out today by asking you just like who you like this week at tight end. And then I want you to possibly help me answer a few questions. We had a few questions from listeners that specifically involve tight ends. So I'm not even going to take those on my own. We're going to take those together. And then I want to talk about... Um, just some general guys you like for the week, and then I have a few more questions after that and maybe a surprise for you. I can handle all that. Mm -hmm. I can. By the way, Eddie, good to meet you finally here uh, in person. Uh, nod Eddie. to the Rangers cap there, man. I, uh, I appreciate you wearing uh, uh, repping the blue shirts like they belong, right? Yeah, uh, it's a pleasure to meet you, Howard. I was going to say, yeah, you're wearing the, the Yankees uh, awesome Hawaiian shirt there. And, man, man, we can cry for quite some time about how miserable that season ended. But uh, onto the blue shirts. Very excited for puck drop tonight versus Washington Capitals. It should be a good season. Well, let me ask you this. As Yankees fans, you are now by default Astros fans, right? No. No. I'm no. all in on no. that NLT. Wait, you want the Red Sox to win the ALCS? No. Seriously? The, the American League doesn't exist, Jen. It doesn't oh, exist gone. anymore. Uh, so it's, now, it's, now it's, you don't like the designated hit. We want pitch hit. That's what you're saying. It's either going to be the Giants, the Dodgers, or the uh, or the Braves. Whoever, whoever, which one of those three teams wins the World Series this year is fine by me. All right. That's all. All right, that's fine. That's fine. You don't need to be nice to me. Sal did, uh, Sal did bring this up uh, on Extra Points earlier if, for Yankee fans, Astros or Red Sox. And I made the case that I think most Yankee fans right now, at least in this current um, few years in the MLB, it's like I feel like the Astros have the, – the hatred of the Astros and the cheating they've done, not only recently, but in years past they were fine too – that they are the the hate the more hated right. team, and I could I'd rather the Red Sox win this series, and then like Howard saying, just root any NL team, just root for any NL team over the Sox. Yeah, uh, that in makes the next sense. The, the Red Sox they've never been implicated in any cheating, so. Well, but, I, I mean, they, no, they they have, but it's, there's just been there's been no punishment doled out to the to the Astros, and it's it's sickening. Okay, we we're not going to get into this right now because I'm about to, to go crazy, but keep us uh, planning the flames for the Astros. Congratulations. I hope that really worked out well for you and uh, Ryan Tapera. So anyway, let's move along here. Um, you saw that with what happened yesterday to the White Sox, right? 
Uh, yeah. I have no idea no. what you're talking about. No, no. no American League exists in my universe no, here, no. Jen. Oh, all right. So that's fine. If you'd like to talk to... about the Braves or uh, or you know tomorrow night's Giants Dodgers game, I'm all in. <laughs> Who wants to talk about that? We're going to talk about tight ends because that's so much more exciting. Um, who you like this week, Howard? I mean, I saw a couple guys on the wire I thought were interesting. Uh, you know, I look at the matchups, and again, I'm not the whisperer, but I actually think there's quite a few plays this week. I, I really like Zach Gertz. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones looks in a good spot to me. Molly Cox can find the end zone. Like, where? T- tell me what to do if, I, if I'm at a loss uh, this week. I'm just streaming tight ends. What do I do? Um, I mean, listen, it's really, I mean, as far as the tight end position goes, it's actually kind of flush right now. You gave the first name out that the, that should be the first one that you try to pick up off of waiver wire right now. Uh, and that's Ricky Seals Jones. You know, he's, he's taking the full spot of, uh, of, of Logan Thomas, who Logan Thomas was seeing a hundred percent of the snaps. Ricky Seals Jones. I don't know if he saw a hundred percent of the snaps. I think he saw only like 92% of the snaps uh, this past week, but you know, listen, this matchup against the Chiefs, Heineke's going to have to throw. He's got Terry McLaurin. You know, they, they don't have Curtis Samuel again. Maybe they get Deami Brown back. Um, they don't incorporate Antonio Gibson into the passing game nearly enough. So Ricky right. Seals-Jones, I expect him to see tremendous, tremendous volume this week. Um, so I'm in on him. Uh, I, you know, listen, as far as uh, other guys go, uh, you know, if I'm desperate, I'll give Evan Engram a shot, especially with the way the uh, the injuries are for the uh, for the Giants wide receivers. I know Darius Slayton made it back to practice on Wednesday, but mm-hmm. you know they're still having some issues there, especially with like Kenny Galladay. And uh, you know, listen, give Dan Arnold a look. You know, he's he's actually he's a pass catching tight end. Um, he's been incorporated in the passing attack uh, since he got to Jacksonville. I mean, he. he yeah, got traded on like a Tuesday and on Sunday he was seeing a, a great snap count and saw like six targets. So uh, that's, that's kind of where I'm tilting right now. Probably going to be Ricky Seals Jones first, uh, then Dan Arnold, then Evan Engram. Yeah. I like the Dan Arnold call. They actually saw eight targets on Sunday and uh, played the same amount of snaps exactly as LaVisca Chenault. Uh, but oh. poor LaVisca Chenault uh, only got one target, I believe. Did he get three targets and only one catch? I don't know. It was 58 yards, and it was really disappointing because he should have been used. But, hey, I guess we can never really guess what Urban Meyer is going to do, just that he's probably going to try to score and fail. Going to try and score and fail. I see what you did there, right? But as long as he keeps grinding, right, Jen? Oh. Thank you. I'm playing the room all evening. Well, I think that uh, those are great options. And you know what else I noticed is a lot of those guys are priced really well on DFS slates. Yes, they are. Oh. If I'm going for DFS, I'm, I'm looking at Seals Jones. Um, you know, he didn't he didn't have a, a, a huge game last week. He's probably not min price again this week, but still bar you know enough of a bargain that if you are going to pay down, I would go uh, in that direction. But. I think Travis Kelsey's on the main slate, so I don't know why you would use anybody else. Well, oh, versus Washington football team. <laughs> versus any other tight end, why yeah. you wouldn't use Travis Kelsey? Well, maybe you just don't want to spend up, right? I mean, it's okay. Oh, he's so pricey. Yeah, well, 
You know me, I like to spend the money, so. Right, there it is. <laughs> I'm totally going to take myself on a shopping spree after this. Happy birthday to me. Um, but I, I want to come back to this DFS thing, Howard. So I happen to notice that at Fancy Alarm, you've had a lot of success. Uh, you had someone win a million bucks recently. Uh, and listen, you, you guys are the best. I mean, you're fantastic, but I mean, I'm pretty good too over here at Extra Points Network. I mean, I don't know if you recall, Howard, but last year we had a DFS contest and I actually won. Remember? I do remember that one there. What what happened to those bobblehead orders? That's what I want to talk about, Howard. The bobblehead (laughs) bet was not paid off. And and I know that that we were kind of waiting on Jerry and, and, you know, we're going to get Jerry's bobblehead, but I want my bobblehead. Okay. All but, right. Listen, I'll send you the link again. I will send you the link again. You just pick the body and okay. I, I will have my head uh, implanted I, on that body. But I want to also, I wanted to see if you wanted to go double or nothing this week. Oh, I'd love to go double or nothing. Sure. And so I'm thinking, I'm going to send you a head to head on FanDuel, you and me. All right. We're going to go head to head and we'll go double or nothing bobblehead. Do you want to explain to our listeners again the bobblehead bet? Um, it was It was really simple. The winner. Had, was uh, was going to receive a bobblehead doll uh, of the loser, but the loser, the winner, got to pick the body. So I think you know when Jerry and I were talking about it, um, I think the joke was it was going to be like this. Uh, it was going to be like a like a like a like a, a little girl, like a schoolgirl with a ballerina, like, with like yeah, a ballerina with like you know one of our heads on it. I think that was. Uh, what, what, what it was, or there was some other, I think there was a, a wrestler one where it was like this like skinny little body in tights um, basically and, and doing it that way. So yeah, listen, I'm happy to go double or nothing with you right now. Playbook is fire. Although yeah. you're picking, you're, you're probably grabbing me at the best time here right now because uh, I don't know, there are, fish shows in, there are fish shows in San Francisco on Saturday and Sunday. Gosh. You're going to be distracted. So that's what we're going to do. So everyone listening to Extra Points Podcast, I'm going to put out my DFS video uh, this weekend so you can follow along with my picks and you can follow along with this. Um, And we already previewed some of Howard Bender's favorite picks, Ricky Seals-Jones. Obviously, he sounds like he's going to be using Travis Kelsey. So I got to think, like, I kind of like Taylor Heineke. I don't want to give away too many of my plays right now while you're listening, but I think for the double or nothing, if I win, I want one bobble Howard Bender bobblehead, and then I want a bobblehead of myself as well, so I can get two bobbleheads. Done. Done. I have no problem okay. with that whatsoever. I'm so glad we've agreed. Uh, so you guys followed this showdown. Uh, we'll see who's better uh, this year, Jen or Howard, but H- Howard's got a pretty good uh, streak going, so I'm going to have to <laughs> work really hard at this. Uh, Howard, just generally, want to ask you about a few players uh, – if it's okay to drop them. And I know that sounds extreme, but is it okay to drop Brandon Ayuk? I think so. I really yeah. do. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of Trey Lance. Uh, you know, I don't think, I don't think Shanahan wants Trey Lance in there either. So you're going to see Jimmy Garoppolo in there. I think one of the big misconceptions that so many people made with Brandon Ayuk, and I actually, I said this in the preseason too. Um, you know, he was, he was getting all of those targets last year because there was no Debo Samuel and there was no George Kittle. Now Kittle's out right now, um, but this this system still funnels targets to the tight end. So you've got Ross Dwelly uh, who's in there. Like maybe Ayuk will see a slight uptick in targets, um, but do I think it's enough to really kind of move the needle for him and 
and get him into a, you know, into a lineup, whether it's a seasonal or a DFS. No, I'm okay with dropping uh, Brandon Ayuk. I, I just don't think it's going to happen for him this year. All right. Here's another one. Robbie Anderson. Oh yeah. Right. That one hurts, but I mean, it's, it's, it's obvious. It's clearly obvious that Sam Darnold won't even look at Robbie Anderson because he obviously reminds him too much of being on the jets. And so, <laughs> right. So, so, so he's like, oh, forget it. I don't even know who that guy is. Who is that guy? I don't know. Um, and, and he'll stick with DJ Moore and, uh, Terrace Marshall Jr. Yeah, I think you're safe to drop Robbie Anderson too. Okay. How about uh, Tyson Williams? Oh, please drop him. I've been saying this for a couple of weeks now. It's like, why are we why are we trying to fight with uh, with John Harbaugh and this ridiculously stupid backfield? Clearly, Tyson Williams struggles in pass blocking, which is some which is a reason why Harbaugh keeps pulling him out. Um, he, he's not seeing enough volume to build that momentum. They're going to keep going back to Latavius Murray. They're going to keep incorporating Devonta Freeman. Lamar Jackson is the best runner on this team anyway. So he's mm-hmm. going to get, uh, you know, a, a boatload of the carries anyway. So, um, you know, I feel like, you know, people who are sitting there being like, oh, you got to you gotta hold on to Tyson Williams. You got to do that. It's like that scene in Mean, mean Girls, right? Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's right. never going to happen. Right. It, it is. And you know, it's interesting. Like you, I look at this and I'm like, oh, it's the first bye week of the season. You got to make all these tough decisions. And I'm like, no, nah, maybe it's just easier because you don't have to deal with the San Francisco backfield. You don't have to ask yourself if you should be using any jets. Uh, you know, who's using Atlanta anyway? That's a confusing mess. So I don't know. New Orleans is kind of a mess too. Uh, except for maybe Marquez Callaway, who you should all go pick up this week while he's on his bye because people may not be looking. It's still available in like 70% of leagues, but I digress. Um, Eddie, do you have any questions for Howard? And then can we possibly find some tight end questions that we've gotten from our listeners? Uh, yeah, absolutely. We can find some uh, tight end questions. I had a couple uh, fun questions here uh, in my little section. And uh, the, the first one is, you know, people have been reading lately, Lamar Jackson should be the uh, MVP of the league. People have said Justin Herbert, but uh, Kyler Murray also with a fantastic season. Right now, going forward, if you had to have one QB the rest of the way between Kyler, Lamar, Justin Herbert, which one would you pick? Um, I'd probably go Justin Herbert. I really would. I I love the way this offensive scheme goes. Listen, I I get it. Lamar's got the legs. Murray's got the legs. I think Murray might have a shoulder injury. Like He got slammed down. Nobody's been talking about it, but his game completely changed around on Sunday uh, after getting slammed down on a a play. So I'm a little worried about him. Uh, Herbert, listen, uh, Joe Lombardi brought that Saints offensive scheme over to the Chargers, right? So you know, Herbert slides into the Drew Brees role and Austin Eckler's the, the new Alvin Kamara and Mike Williams is the new, the new Michael Thomas. Uh, they're going to keep throwing. Uh, he, he's going to keep pitching it off to uh, to Eckler. I think he's going to going to rack up a, a ton of points as the uh, as the week as the season goes on. That's uh, another another fun one for me here. And I feel like. Cordell Patterson, obviously with his running back eligibility, his wide receiver eligibility, and we expected bigger things from Falcons players, you know, Pitts and Ridley, uh, for example. But Patterson's been the one that's kind of stole the show here. And I was thinking, you know, right now he's ranking the top of both running back and receivers. So I'm asking this question. Is there a chance by the end of the season that Patterson outscores either Derrick Henry at running back or Tyreek Hill at wide receiver? Not a chance in the world. Yeah, I agree. Nope. Nope. Sell them now while you can. I'm telling you, 
right? He's going to have like maybe one good one good week more uh, after the bye week or not even. I don't even know. I have to look and see who the Falcons play in week seven. But, man, you need to sell that guy. You need to sell him fast. Yeah, I'm leaning that way too. There's no way he's going to surpass Derrick Henry or, or Tyree Kill. Um, though it's been interesting that Tyree Kill has been limited in a few games this year, and we should talk more about the Chiefs and what's going on with that team because uh, – they like to be struggling a little bit. I'm a little concerned for the Chiefs. They're, they're, you know, it is a little bit worrisome. I think it's. I think the problems are more so on defense than anything else. They are. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, Tyreek with the quad or the knee or whatever he's dealing with is, uh, you know, a little bit of a bummer. I also feel like they they could really use that extra receiving target. Like I, you know, I don't think they're necessarily missing Sammy Watkins. Yeah. It's clear that Nicole Hardman and Byron Pringle aren't cutting it. Um, the Josh Gordon experiment, I don't know, man. I mean, that's, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen. No, that's never going to happen. No. <laughs> well, um, no, no, it, it probably won't. No. Um, but, um, so I think that's kind of what they're, what they're lacking right now. I mean, it's going to be interesting. You know, also Clyde Edwards-Alaire really hasn't developed into the back that they, uh, that they wanted. I think – uh, if they could, if they could have back Damian Williams, I think they would do it. I've heard rumors that they're going to trade that they might trade for Marlon Mack, um, which would actually be mm-hmm. a really interesting move for them. And I think with Ceh out for a few weeks, I think that would serve them a lot better than trying out Darrell Williams and uh, and Jarek McKinnon. But they need to fix the defense because the defense is on the field for way too long, um, and and that forces. Mahomes into taking more chances as opposed to just grinding downfield and just, you know, long sustained drives. He doesn't need to, you know, pop a touchdown within three plays of getting onto the field all the time. But I feel like he thinks that he needs to based on the fact that he sits on the sidelines for as long as he does. Well, yes, I think that's true. But I've also seen um, him make some really questionable plays that were unnecessary where I think he thinks he's Superman sometimes. And like, what are you doing, kid? Just like keep it keep it together. Um, So there's definitely something that needs to be fixed. They do not look dominant like they used to. I mean, like, honestly, like and I'm not just saying this as a Cowboys fan. I'm more excited to watch the Cowboys um, even defensively this year and what's going on there. They've been kind of the surprise team, a surprise team for me as well as the chargers that have really enjoyed. And then, you know, the Ravens, like there's no lead that's safe versus the Ravens. They're giving us like the best primetime football you could possibly get, uh, which is pretty exciting. Um, Eddie, any tight end questions? I know we have to let, you know, Howard's a big star on Sirius XM. And as soon as this (laughs) podcast is over, you need to turn into the fantasy alarm show on Sirius XM channel 87 and get two hours of Howard and Jim Bowden. And you should actually just set your reminder to listen to that every single day, because if you do, you'll win all your fantasy leagues and your DFS, except for this week, of course, when you should follow everything I say, because I'm going to dominate, but uh, we have some great tight end uh, listener questions here. First one off from uh, at GT Brimage. He's asking, who do you like more this week at tight end, Dawson Knox or Dalton Schultz? Ooh, mm. you know, <laughs> I, I love Dawson Knox. I really love what's happening here. We're starting to see the relationship with him and Josh Allen develop a whole lot more. Um, and he's getting open. Like that's, you know, we're seeing a lot more of that. Um, you know, I think when you're looking at Buffalo, you've got Diggs, you've got Sanders, and then you've got Dawson Knox with the Cowboys. It's Lamb, it's Cooper, 
Um, you know, it's, it's, you've got Zeke that the, the whole, you know, the offense is supposed to run through anyway. Um, you've got Schultz, you've got Jarwin, you've got plenty of mouths to feed, uh, over in Dallas. I like what Dalton Schultz is doing, but if I had to pick one over the other, um, for either rest of season or for a DFS play this week, um, Dawson Knox is probably my call. Howard, does it make you want to sing? Ooh, I love the run, babe. Don't you know it's true? Bell cowboys that run, babe, in silver and blue. Targets, snap, share. Targets, snap, share. I don't want nothing but run, babe. I'm drafting Zeke. Sing um, it. I, I would love to to <laughs> harmonize with you, Jen, but I, I don't think I don't think anybody wants. Come on, to it's my birthday. Me. I know it's your birthday, and and you know what? Here I'll do like Happy birthday, Jen Piacenti. Happy birthday to you. That's about, that that's all you're getting out of me. The only song I've gotten all day. I really appreciate it. Uh, any more tight end questions before we have to let this one loose? We have one more uh, tight end listener question. Uh, it's a trade base question. Um, someone writes in, I need a tight end. So somebody offered me Mark Andrews and Julio Jones for DeAndre Hopkins and CJ Uzama. Would you do that trade? Ooh, hmm. Probably not because of Julio. Like I, you know, he's kind of done. And there's really no guarantee that Andrews, I mean, it took Andrews, what, five weeks to finally get targeted and, and get, you know, turn the head of, of Lamar Jackson. Um, man, I just, I, I love Hopkins. I think he's going to continue now that the rib injury is gone. I think that he's going to continue to see targets. He's not going to get force fed targets like he did on Houston, but I still think that he's a, he's a top guy. And as much as I like Andrews, you know, that Julio aspect of it, it's really, I mean, you're really taking a hit at wide receiver there. So I, I probably wouldn't do it. I have to say, I agree. Um, Howard, it's been great as always. Um, you're the best. You're the tight end whisperer. If you really want to know a lot about tight ends, be sure you give a follow to at Roto Buzz Guy. Thanks for joining us on a Wednesday afternoon. I know you're like one of the busiest men in fantasy football and fantasy baseball, even though you don't believe in the AL anymore. There, I don't even know what, what that last sentence was that you just said. I have no idea. Um, yeah, I am. I'm, I'm super busy. I'm very much excited to finish this show today on Sirius XM and I'm going to take a nap because I, I spent all morning at the dentist. I know the pain pills are starting to kick in, Jen. You're such a trooper to come on and do this. And you're, you even wiped your drool. Thank you. I really, really appreciate it. I do. I do. Get him out of here. Thank you so much for having me. Have a very happy birthday, Eddie. Go blue shirts, baby. Enjoy us. Yes. Appreciate you, Howard. Bye, guys. Bye. Howard Bender, he's a legend, uh, if only in his own mind. He's a, he's a legend in my mind, too. He's the best. Um, one of the smartest guys you can give a follow to on uh, Twitter at rotobuzzguy.com. But let's get back to the business at hand. Um, we have not yet talked about waiver wire this week. And I know a few of you still have time to put in some claims. So I just want to go over them really, really quickly who I like. 
For those of you who lost Russ Wilson, uh, you can definitely, at least for this week and probably for the next two weeks, I like streaming Taylor Heineke. And I know that he had his worst game of the year this year with only a 49% completion rate, zero touchdowns. But it was kind of a fluke. Um, that was a really tough New Orleans run defense. Uh, and next up, he has Kansas City. And as we were just talking about, the Kansas City defense has been total trash. Uh, they've actually surrendered the most Fandle points to opposing quarterbacks this year. And then after that, he has Green Bay, who may or may not have Jair Alexander. So I like Taylor Heineke as a stream. I also like Carson Wentz versus the Texans, uh, as we mentioned, also now without Laramie Tunsil. And still using Davis Mills, who, you know, gave us half a – Half a game of good football last week. Were you were you rooting for them at that point, Eddie? I mean, I hadn't picked them, so I was kind of annoyed that basically they just did enough to spoil my New England bet. Um, but at the point they were spoiling New England, I just wanted them to win. I yeah, I'm not a Patriot supporter, and I'm pretty sure in our uh, extra points picks, I think I did have it to take Texans. Texans. Uh, so I, I was good either way. I mean, my whole thing is like I. They're going through a rough thing there, obviously, with with Deshaun Watson. It's been a, a mess, and no one even – like, they're the head coach to hire Dave Culley. No one's really giving them praise. And, and so, like, for a fan base who I feel for, I'm like, oh, yeah. give them a game. And then, of course, Belichick, you know, they do their thing. They come back, and they win that one spoil. It's, it's going to be a long, miserable season for the Texans. I was hoping they had one miniature bright spot. So, yeah, it was kind of frustrating. Yeah, I was kind of rooting for them. Uh, running back, uh, you know, you can go to Devontae Booker now that we know that Saquon is out. But just a word of caution – um, he is the guy for Saquon, but I don't think we should have high expectations. I know a lot of people are going to point to, but Wade Gallman was so good. Uh, that's not going to be the situation in this particular matchup. Um, you know, he only got 2.4 yards per carry against Dallas, and he did get that garbage town receiving touchdown. By the way, running backs that also catch are going to be good versus Dallas. Uh, so you do sometimes want to look at that. But Devonta Booker, it, it's too tough of a matchup this week. Um I'm not doing it versus the Rams. Um, now, who else do we have? Oh, Darrell Williams in Kansas City. Uh, yeah, sure, there's talk about Mar- Marlon Mack, but for right now, this is a juicy, juicy matchup. You want to play Darrell Williams this week if you've got him or if you can't get him. Kadarius Tony is the guy to get in New York. I know Slayton's back. I know Shepard's back. That kid is a yards after cast monster. He's a playmaker. Uh, I believe we mentioned him last week on the show. Didn't we, Eddie? Did we mention him here? Yes. We talked a little bit about uh, him last week, I think, but I mean, now obviously he exploded and that's a definitely one. You're going to have to spend a lot more of your fab. 10 catches, 158 yards, total monster. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown, someone to look at in Detroit. Now Quintus Cephas is out uh, and he has been consistently targeted by Jared Goff. Looks to be his new favorite target. Not that that's a great offense, but hey, you know, at least they've got some heart. It's good to see that the Detroit Lions have heart. I, I like it. Uh, Marquez Callaway, I mentioned earlier, some because he's on bye week this week, people may forget. He's put together three strong fantasy weeks in a row, including last week a two-touchdown game. You know, even if Michael Thomas comes back, I think that actually only helps Callaway because it will help draw coverage away from him. I think we have yet to see Marquez Callaway's best days. And because people are so worried about just plugging lineup holes, you may get away with grabbing him this week when other people aren't looking. Donovan Peoples-Jones uh, also getting the attention in Cleveland. I don't know how much you really want to roster one of Baker Mayfield's receivers, but just as Babs predicted last week, OBJ totally ignored him. I mean, he's playing the snaps. You go and look at the snap counts, and OBJ is the guy that's playing the snaps, but it doesn't matter. It ends up being, what, David Njoku? I mean, that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. 
Um, so maybe People's Jones is worth a deep add. Ricky Seals Jones is on my list uh, with Logan Thomas injured in this matchup. is so juicy versus Kansas City. And then Dan Arnold, who we talked about already. So those are some waiver wire claims. You can find my full article over at si.com slash fantasy if you want some more details, which there are uh, more details on all these players and a few more players that I mentioned. Okay, so um, just quickly, I'll name some of the my favorite starts of the week, and then we'll head to questions. If you're watching this right now, you can jump in the chat on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, and we will get to your questions. Okay, starts of the week, quarterback, I already mentioned I like Heineke. You got to start Herbert. Uh, you got to start Kyler. And uh, Trevor Lawrence is another one that you may be able to stream this week. Really good matchup versus Miami. At running back, you know, I'm not going to just tell you to start your studs. You know, you're going to start your studs. James Robinson, by the way, is becoming a stud. You got to start James Robinson versus Miami. Really good matchup. Najee Harris, really good matchup, especially now with no Juju. Even more targets for him. Uh, Henderson, you're going to start. And then um, you're going to start Hubbard even if CMC doesn't go because it's a really good matchup versus Minnesota wide receivers, uh, you know, Devonta Smith. I really like on Thursday night, he's playing 90% of the snaps. He's got more than 40% of the team's air yards. He and Hertz really are connected and the bucks are just really easy to pass on. So I like him for Thursday night. He hasn't gotten into the end zone since week one. I think that changes Thursday night. Um, who else do we like? Oh, Claypool, Chase Claypool. You know, it's terrible that Juju is injured, but one of the frustrations with picking Pittsburgh is like, which wide receiver do you choose? Now we've narrowed it down. It's Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool. And I think there's enough for both of them to be started every week. Uh, so Claypool is a go, um, kind of like Adam Humphreys is a sneaky play, um, versus Kansas city for Washington. That's an option. And then I mentioned Donovan people's Jones as a, as sneaky play as well. in a DFS lineup or a flex, if you need tight end, we already went over Mo Alley Cox, Mark, Mark Andrews should have a big week. Uh, Gesicki should have a good week. Jared cook should have a good week. Uh, Tyler Higby should have a good week, but you're starting all those guys anyway. Ertz, um, Komet, Mo Cox, Ricky Seals-Jones. Those are the ones to look at if you're looking to stream just for this week only. All right. Eddie, how are your teams doing? Just like, like what's a health check? It's uh, it's frustrating. Like I was saying before, the bye week's coming in here and just not trusting uh, certain coaches, certain players. Uh, Odell yeah. Beckham, I mean, Fab said it. He nailed that last week, uh, and I, I benched him. But the problem is when you spend like a fifth or sixth round pick on him and then you bench him, it's like, well, you're wasting uh, – it's just a waste of draft spot. And so there, But there are some bright spots, you know, and uh, I should have brought this up with Howard on here, the, the tight end whisperer, but someone like a Hunter Henry. Like going into the yeah. season with Belichick, you always think, like, oh, I'm going to stay away from the running backs because he's always going to pick – pick the opposite guy that you think is going to have a great week. That's the way Belichick goes. And they sign Hunter Henry, who's obviously had a pretty nice career with the Chargers, but they also bring in Johnny Smith and it's a young quarterback. So you're like, well, usually rookie quarterbacks look to their tight end, but who's it going to be? Is it going to be John? Who's going to be Hunter Henry right now? Hunter Henry's ranked, I believe ninth in points for tight ends. Like, I mean, I'm not going to huge claim here, but I could see him ending up still as a top 10 tight end the whole way, especially with tight end being weak and just, you know, maybe Mac Jones feeding him. Maybe I'm wrong there, but I have pretty high hopes for, uh, for Hunter Henry. No, I think that's absolutely possible. Hunter Henry is a top 10 tight end. I think that's, that's totally reasonable. I, I think he's an every week start right now. If you have him, I don't know who you're starting over him. If you have him and, you know, Waller, congratulations. You're in good shape, especially for bye weeks. Although do they have the same bye week? I don't know. I haven't checked. I shouldn't say that. Um, 
So you, so overall, pretty good, pretty good shape. Do you have any questions specific to your lineups? Because we got to serve you first here, Eddie, you're the producer. The, yeah. the 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 issue, the one issue is my my running back to my second round pick uh, being Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who's who's injured oh, yeah. now, and I, I'm and. I think I'm lucky in the sense that I could put Cordero or Patterson in that yes. spot, but, but, but just overall, <laughs> but yeah, right. That's he's on by. So I'm getting slammed uh, this week. It's not going to be, it's going to be a rough one, but I, I'm just saying like, even going forward, like the chiefs as a team are struggling. Mm-hmm. Mahomes is pretty, you know, he's struggling. They bring in Josh Gordon, like I think out of necessity because they needed like, and again, you guys are just talking about this. He needs that third option. that's not named Hill or Kelsey, but uh, you know, CH, he was a guy that was going to catch so many footballs out of the backfield. He did it at LSU. He comes to the pros and you think Andy Reid loves doing that. And he's just not like, I'm not sure if it's just a, a Clyde Edwards, Lair issue or just like the chiefs this year, the wheels are like slowly kind of falling off there. I don't, I don't, that my outlook on them isn't great. is isn't what it was coming into this, this season. Yeah. Um, I know it is a little disappointing, but the last few weeks he's put together good campaigns. He kind of feels like he's matchup dependent. Like if it's a really good matchup, you can count on him. If it's like an okay matchup, maybe not so much. It'll be interesting. And now with the MCL sprain, it's going to be probably three to four weeks. And then will he come back kind of right. compromised? What are they going to do? I mean, I guess Marielle and Mac is interesting. A lot of people are talking about that, but I don't know that that's really going to give them like some major weapon. I mean, they traded for Lev Bell last year and we all thought, oh, this is going to be great. That didn't really work out. So, yeah, I'm basically generally worried about the Chiefs. I mean, like you're still starting your Chiefs. You're not not starting your Chiefs. But as a team in real life football, not fantasy football, I'm less interested. I'm less interested. Yeah. I mean, to me. The spark's not there. I I think the Bills look like the better team. Like offensively, they have tons of offense, especially like Dawson Knox steps up and starts playing, you know, a more Travis Kelsey-like role. I mean, no, that's a major exaggeration. But, you know, you've got Emmanuel Sanders, you've got Gabe Davis, you've got Cole Beasley, and of course you've got Stephon Diggs, who isn't even being used as much as he could be. So they can still uncork that. And then you got Josh Allen, who is a better runner than Patrick Mahomes. But most importantly, you got this defense, and it's exactly why – I picked the Bills to win this game because you can't, you can get to, we saw Tampa Bay, you know, a good defense can limit the chiefs. And that's what the Bills did last week. They had, it was the under everything. You know, the Bills are really good. The Panthers are really good. And believe it or not, guys, for Thursday night football, Philadelphia Eagles are really good. They've only allowed 605 yards, five touchdowns to opposing wide receivers this year. They've allowed the third fewest yards to opposing quarterbacks Yes, Tom Brady is an ageless wonder. Yes, he's had two 400-plus passing ga- yard passing games. Yes, he's had two five-touchdown games. But I think this game could be a little closer than we think. Um, and I think it's not going to go over this, this high game, double 52 and a half. We'll see. Um, but, you know, m- monitor expectations for that Bucks offense this week is, is my opinion. Except for Lenny. I think Lenny Fournette's going to have a good day, which um, – <laughs> You, you just brought up bring up TNF. Uh, a lot of people, I don't have any shares of him, but a lot of people are concerned over uh, Miles Sanders. I mean, do you think yeah. that he's going to have a, yeah, you're, you're, uh, we're you have a terrible him. day. You can, there's no way you're starting Miles Sanders versus the box run defense and, and, and don't get cute and, and start, you know, any, any running back, you know, don't get cute. And like, I'm going to put Boston Scott in my captain seat. Like, just don't do it. Um, it's not going to happen. Bucks are too stout versus the run. Miles Sanders is just whatever, like he's not being used the way he should be. He's not looking that good. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, he's not James Robinson or Josh Jacobs even. Um, 
even though he was going ahead of them in most drafts. But those guys are going to have better years, in my opinion. Well, we'll see. I mean, who knows what's going to go on with the Raiders now? That's like a, a show all on its own. Um, they were doing so well, and obviously they've they've fallen on hard times this week. It's not been a good week for Raider Nation. Anyway, um, shall we jump to some questions? Let's do some listener questions. Once again, thank uh, all you guys who who chime in, whether it's uh, on Twitter uh, at Extra Points Pod, at Jen Piacente, or at Edward L. Murphy. We appreciate it. We've got a lot of questions to get through. And also, while you're tweeting us your questions, don't forget to go on extrapoints.com slash arcade. Play all the props. Week six NFL. You got college football, the NFL uh, prop quiz. We also have MLB playoff stuff now. We also have uh, – we will be unveiling a, an NHL one, and we have a fun – um, HBO slash movie prop uh, quiz with uh, Kirby Enthusiasm, Succession, box office stuff. It's a lot of fun, so get over there. It's free to sign up. Just name, email, and you can play along with all of us. Um, so thank you guys for doing that, and we'll start off here with question number one. This one's involving quarterbacks. People were just talking about Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert. Um, so, hey, Jen, I lost last week 190-183 because I went with Kyler over Herbert. This week's a tough one. So Kyler Murray at the Browns or Justin Herbert at the Ravens, what would you do? Yeah, that's really, really hard because actually uh, the Ravens defense hasn't been as good. And I think that Herbert can probably beat them through the air, but I'm going to lean Kyler here one more time. Um, Just because Cleveland has, has surrendered a lot of fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. The good news is, I don't think you really go wrong. You know, as as Howard said, he suspects there could be something up with Kyler Schuller. I was kind of thinking the same thing, but there's been no report about it. So if you don't feel comfortable starting Kyler, there's no problem with starting Justin Herbert, like ever. Um, These two guys are always in the conversation. So the fact that you have a team with these two guys, like congratulations. Um, I I would, I would go Kyler, uh, but it's by a hair. Uh, and kudos to that person for drafting both Justin right? Herbert and Kyler Murray. Uh, exactly. How could you get? Or smart can you be? Smart, um, yeah. Moving on here, uh, we have a question about a 14-team PPR league. My starters are Saquon Barkley and James Robinson. Would you drop Latavius Murray, Gainwell, or Bolden to snatch up recently dropped Naheem Hines? Yes, I would drop either Gainwell or Bolden to snatch up Hines. All right, moving on here. We have a question from uh, at... Amit uh, underscore mile high asking um, Trey Sermon's a viable bench dash going forward. If not, what other players should be uh, stashed in his place? Is tournament sermon a bench stash? Look, here's the thing with the San Francisco backfield. Like it, it's always a guess. It's much like the Baltimore more Ravens backfield. Eli Mitchell seems to be preferred to sermon. And when Jeff Wilson comes back, he might be preferred to Mitchell. So, you know, on a week to week basis, if you want to play the guessing game, Trey Sermon is a, is a decent stash for the matchup because even if he gets, uh, say, 50% of the carries, he could be worthwhile. The problem is without knowing who's on your waiver wire, you know, I can't really say if, if Darrell Williams is on your waiver wire, I'd probably get Darrell Williams at least for this week because he could get me through it. And there is no San Francisco this week. So if you need him, but uh, there's probably not someone a whole lot better than Trey Sermon unless you need maybe a wide receiver and then you could even still get perhaps a, a Kadarius Tony, perhaps a Rondell Moore, perhaps a Michael Hardman, Zach Pascal, and Tim Patrick. Those guys are still on a lot of waiver wires and they shouldn't be. Uh, sticking with the running back question here. Uh, this is assuming Christian McCaffrey is back and a two running back, one flex. Uh, I would have Chris McCaffrey, Eckler and Jonathan Taylor. Would you start James Robinson over any of those three this week? 
Christian McCaffrey, Aklar, and Taylor. No, uh, but James Robinson has such a good matchup. Oh man. <laughs> uh, do you have to pick? Wow. Do you have to pick? I mean, Taylor's matchup is so good versus Houston too. Um, you can't sit Eckler. You know what? I might, I might sit Christian McCaffrey because he might be on a snap count. I think Injury that's concern. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what I might do. Also, kudos to that person. Great draft as well. They're running back. <laughs> exactly. uh, uh, I'm starting Deontay Johnson, Marquise Brown, and Justin Jefferson this week in standard scoring. Do you sit any of them for Robert Woods or Chase Edmonds? Definitely not for Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds does not have a good matchup this week. Uh, Robert Woods. Yeah. Okay. So who am I, who are my choices? Because it's standard, so we have to get a touchdown, right? Yeah, you'd be either dropping um, or, or benching rather Deontay Johnson, Hollywood Brown, or Justin Jefferson. <laughs> yeah, I would probably bench Deontay Johnson. Uh, right. Moving on. Uh, this is a full point PPR question. My running backs are Henry Moss, Gordon, and McNichols. My wide receivers are Ridley, Antonio Brown, Allen Robinson, and Devontae Smith. Uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown's on the waiver wire. Would you drop any of those to pick him up? Nope. Nope. Simple as that. And is this maybe our last one up coming here? Uh, and this is a defense question. Um, somehow still undefeated in one league. I have New England's defense, but they're going against Dallas. Right. Um, any stream, uh, any defense streamer advice uh, available are Jacksonville, KC, Seattle, Detroit, LOL. Uh, Seattle, Detroit, Jacksonville. Uh, I don't really like any of those either, but I do think that probably, believe it or not, Jacksonville might be the way I would go over New England just for this week because Dallas, you know, this whole Dallas thing, first of all, why is Dallas only favored by like three and a half on some of these sports? Uh, my take on what it is that they just don't think that Bill Belichick will ever lose in a blowout. That's pretty much what it comes down to. And I, I guess you kind of proved that with the the Bucks game, but I get that was uh, it was home. There was the return of Brady, and maybe you know I don't know how he. he, he I guess they almost got beat by the Houston Texans last week. Right, exactly. I mean, but it's like like Belichick has his guys ready for the big games. I guess is what the so, process is. So Belichick's going to be able to take out Amari Cooper. It doesn't matter. We've still got. I, I, sorry, I I'm said we. Okay. Still have Sidney Lamb, they still have Ezekiel Elliott, they still have Pollard, they have Cedric Wilson, they have Dalton Schultz, they have Blake Jarrett. Like, there's so many weapons, and they've got Dak, who, who's clearly going to be a comeback player of the year, if you ask me. And by the way, like in my early props bets so far, I like my choice of Brandon Staley as offensive as coach of the year, and I like Dak as comeback player of the year. I'm pretty sure I got those in the draft. After I did too many drafts. I can't remember what I did, but I'm pretty sure I have those selections. <laughs> But yeah, Jen, I, I cannot agree more. I mean, that's uh, it pains me to say this as a Giants fan about the, the yeah. Cowboys, but it's like I, I when I saw that line, like I was like, is this an error? I was like refreshing my screen. I'm like, this can't be right. But I, I, I think they just have a lot of faith in Belichick. Is the Arizona Cleveland game like that right. doesn't make a lot of sense to me either. So um, I guess that yeah, honestly, though, anytime I see that, I'm like, they know something we don't know in Las Vegas because they're that good. So it almost feels like a trap. Let me just say it could be a trap. 
That is, uh, yeah, and I totally agree. I, I agree with you too. And even the the Cleveland the Cleveland game with Arizona, it's just like people who don't want to buy into the laundry of the Cardinals, and they think the Browns. I but like I don't you know the Baker shoulder injury thing. I, it's I don't know. I don't know. But this is again, this is why Vegas is Vegas and, and not yeah. me. So they're good at what they do. So there's a reason why. Yeah. Um, but if you guys like to play and you don't want to have consequences, but you do like to get rewards if you happen to win, the best way to do that is extrapoints.com slash arcade because you can play with us. And you'll see that we put out our graphic uh, every weekend showing you how we pick with our records. So you can even hold us accountable. You can throw, uh, you know, bananas at us or rotten tomatoes, whatever bananas are worse. That's why I said bananas. Um, if we are terrible or you can lo- you can lavish us with praise. If we help you win a bet, that's what it's there for. But most importantly, you can compete with us. And if you win, you get a gold extra points hat, which is really cool. And I'm still in pursuit of my first extra points hat. I think I tied for the lead week one though. So maybe I can argue my way into it. Um, We'll see. Anyway, you guys, it's been an awesome episode as always. Continue to please send us your questions because we so far have been able to get to every single one and we will try to get to every single one. If we don't get to them on the pod, I will answer your question um, on Twitter. You can send it to me in DM or on Twitter or to at extra points or to at what is it? Edward L. Murphy. But there's an underscore. Yeah, right? uh, no, no underscore. Edward L. Murphy. No underscore. Yeah. So you can send it to Edward at Edward L. Murphy, even though we call him spaghetti, his his real name is Yeah. I, I, I still gotta figure that out. But yeah, everything Jen's saying is hundred percent. Uh tag us all in your tweets. Uh, if you wanna do it on Facebook comment, Instagram comment, YouTube comment, also there. Uh, you can find extra points anywhere. We will track down your question and uh, and Jen will give you the best advice you can possibly get on our show. And we will be here next Wednesday, same bat time, same bat channel, but with no Robin this time around. 5 p.m. Eastern time, waiver wired. Don't miss it. In the meantime, enjoy the football.